more parents need to know about that. This is actually possible. And it doesn't have to be like a kid is being deprived because I would say that discipline is when you take something that would be deprivation for one to empowerment for another. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plasker. Welcome, everybody, to the 100-Year Lifestyle, where we are transforming health and longevity worldwide so that you and your loved ones can live, really live at 100% for 100 years and beyond. And listen, we are talking a lot about raising families lately. We're talking about primary care with a natural flair. And I am here with a really good friend who I know for how many years, Dr. Brian? At least 25 years. 25 years. Dr. Brian Stensler from Florida. From California, wait, from New York to California, now in Florida, great chiropractor, leader in our profession. We've worked a lot behind the scenes, man, changing a lot of lives. And so uh, congratulations on your new book, Dream Wellness, Five Keys to Raising Kids for a Lifetime of Physical and Mental Health. Proud of you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. This is great. This is great, right? I've been following your successes for so long and the families' lives that you've been changing. It's been such an inspiration. One of my biggest mentors, so I tell everybody, you know. Uh, you've, you've helped me in so many different ways, but even just watching you has really made a huge impact in my life. So well, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. And uh, it's tears to my eyes to see you continuing to grow. Uh, happy tears, by the way, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> and uh, it's a little different today when the last time I interviewed you, uh, you know, Dr. Brian's been very involved politically too. He was president of the California Chiropractic Association. And when him and uh, Matt Hubbard when they were running for office, I just took over the office and I did that interview. Do you remember that? That was a long time ago, yeah. That was a long time ago, but it it started a trend in California that was really good for healthy families. And we'd work together. We did, how many seminars did we do? 100 Year Lifestyle seminars did we do as a result of those meetings and things that we were doing? I feel like you were doing them every weekend. (laughs) You know, it's a big state. And every time I look on the schedules, it was another 100 Year Lifestyle in different parts of the state that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, so we got a world to change. We are transforming health and longevity. And, you know, I love that now that you have a, Beautiful Zane, right? Zion, Zion. Zion sorry. Yeah. And uh, um, you guys are just doing a great job raising this healthy family. We call it without shots, without drugs, without pediatricians, mm-hmm. conscious parenting. And so uh, talk to us about what motivated you to write this book. Is it Raising Zion or tell, tell us? You know, it, it's a funny thing because I started writing this book, I don't know, probably about 12 or 13 years ago. And I was concerned that I wouldn't even be able to get like 20 pages. It'd be like a pamphlet. And <laughs> I would go say six months without writing anything. Then I would write like four days in a row. And then I'd go six months without writing. And, uh, you know, during the COVID pandemic, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, what if that book were out there? Because there was no other book out there besides a hundred year lifestyle teaching families how to be healthy yeah. and to not become vulnerable, right? At least vulnerable patient. And so I really started to think about it and pray about it. Like, how can I finally get this book done? Because interestingly, you know, chiropractors at the time I was practicing at three offices in San Diego and chiropractors were deemed essential through the Department of Homeland Security, right? So part of the uh, essential infrastructure. So my practices grew. I mean, I was seeing more people uh, than I was seeing prior to the pandemic because, you know, the people that we educated, they understood it was going to boost their immune system, keep them healthy and strong, keep their minds on, you know, their heads on straight. And so when am I going to, finish this book. And then a publisher reached out to me out of the blue and said, uh, you know, we've been researching you and they did because I could see the stuff in the email and said, you know, you obviously have a story to tell. Have you ever thought about writing a book? 
So I'm like, yeah, I've been writing them for a decade now. <laughs> and like, well, we'll help you get it finished. And uh, the timing just couldn't have been more perfect. So yeah, we finished, we got the book out there just to, you know, I mean, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but uh, I mean, this information is, it's just so essential out there to change lives. And yeah, the book is so different now than it was over a decade ago when I started because I didn't have a kid then. Right. You know? Right. And so, and when I was writing the book initially, it was just more of a, a wellness book. And when I realized the way that Zion is being raised and, and the life that he has and the friendships and, and just the way he acts, like he'll walk around with cucumbers instead of cookies. Right. You know, Beautiful. Uh, more parents need to know about that. This is actually possible. And it doesn't have to be like a kid is being deprived. Because I would say that discipline is when you take something that would be deprivation for one to empowerment for another. And he's very empowered by those choices that he makes. Yeah, I love that. And he knows the difference. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about, because we just finished Halloween, right? A couple mm -hmm. of days ago. And what we don't have to realize as parents is the things that we think are treats are really tricks. Mm -hmm. And it's, real, it's a different consciousness, a different mindset. And let's go, before we get into some of the five keys here, let's talk about the foundational principles that we grew up with this, that have had us, you brought up the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We were not afraid. No. We've talked about this in different podcasts. We studied the immune system. We studied that it's not the germs, that it's the host. Mm -hmm. We studied that, you know, I remember Didi Palmer's question. You remember that question? Why can two people sitting at the same table, one gets sick and one doesn't? Mm -hmm. And it's because one has a different immune system, have the same genes, same genetic makeup. And so we were not afraid. People like you and raising your child, people like me, we were not afraid. We were not, you know, rushing to put on a mask or get this ridiculousness that's out there in the world, in my opinion, and yours too. And so, when you have this understanding of the body's innate ability to heal itself, mm -hmm. that we come from two cells, we become quadrillions of cells and it's organized and it's designed to keep us healthy. Just talk about that first from a foundational principle. Why should people feel confident in that? Why is it that you and your wife uh, have decided to stick to it and raise your child that way. Talk about that. I think that's really important as yeah. a principle. You know, it, it, it comes down to obviously this innate intelligence, um, which I define as the divinely infinite wisdom that animates our internal living world. And we know that we're not born with too few drugs and too many organs in our body. We were created by God and we were created perfectly. And so we have everything that we need. Our body creates its own pharmacopoeia. So that means our, our own pharmacy. You don't need to go to a drugstore in order to get something to bring your body back to balance. And so one of the things about the practice of medicine versus uh, natural healthcare, wellness care, salutogenesis, right? The creation of health is that we understand the infinite wisdom of the body that it can do and should be able to do whatever it needs to do in most cases. And so when you look at the practice of medicine, you know, medicine is basically about speeding things up and slowing things down, right? If you have a fast heart rate called tachycardia, they give you a drug to slow it down. If your body's not producing enough insulin, they give you something to speed it up and produce more insulin. It's all up and down. It's all it is. By temporarily altering chemistry yes. mm -hmm. with yes. side effects to make those temporary localized changes happen. That's right. And so no drug has made, I don't, I don't know, I can't say I backed this back up with research, but I don't know how any drug can make anyone healthier. A drug can make somebody asymptomatic. It could certainly get rid of the symptoms and help reestablish the norms, but the body heals itself. You know, it happens no other way. And we have the analogy, you know, that we talk about in chiropractic is you take a steak and you take a hand and you cut both of them and you come back a week later, the steak is still cut. The hand, however, is healing or healed completely. What is the difference between those two pieces of meat is life. Yeah. And so it's life that heals. It's not drugs that heal. And, you know, you talk about like, 
religion, right? Um, and I was kind of thinking about this earlier because I know a lot of people that don't want to get the shots right now are taking a religious exemption and their religions are being tested in certain states or certain companies or whatever it is. And I see medicine as a practice of religion, right? It's you're bowing down to the idols of this thing in a pillar of potion. It, 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 that is the cult. Yeah, and, and that's, it's like this magic thing is gonna make me healthy. Now, for the use listeners out here, I'm not anti-medicine. That's not where I'm coming from. What I'm saying is that medicine does not bring you health. At best, it takes away your symptoms and helps reestablish your norms and homeostasis. But it doesn't make you healthy. And how do you know this? Is if you were to take a perfectly healthy person and give them a medication, what's gonna to happen to that person? They're gonna get sick probably. They're not gonna be healthy. So how could you expect to give a sick person something and make them healthy and give that same healthy you know, thing to a healthy person and think they're not gonna get sick? I mean, it's just so bizarre the way that we think about things and the religion of medicine is what is really tearing apart our country right now. And I think that this is why so many parents are outraged by all these mandates. Everyone should have a choice. You know, there's a time and a place for everything but everyone always needs to have a choice. Yeah, I love what you're saying and it's, we did, when we came out, when the pandemic hit, we came out with this ebook called Becoming a Least Vulnerable Person. And one of the things that make you, because all the talk in the media was about, we have to protect the most vulnerable people. They didn't talk about how to make them least vulnerable. They just said, take the shot, take this drug, take the shot, take this drug, right? And so one of the things in the ebook is polypharmacy. So polypharmacy is multiple medications. And when you take one medication, if you look, there's a, you go to drugs.com, for example, uh, and you look at the side effects for consumers when you look up the particular drug, if you keep, and there's a lot of side effects, but then if you keep scrolling, it's maybe one to two pages, side effects for the consumer. If you keep scrolling, there's like another 10 pages of side effects that the healthcare practitioner should be concerned about and look for, which affects every single system. And they'll say, well, this only happens in 1%. This happens in 10%. This happens in three. By the time you get to all... 10 pages, it's over 100%. And so you have kids, we're talking about raising healthy families, dream wellness, raising healthy, drug-free families, basically. And here we have these kids, they're starting getting on drugs at a very early age. And polypharmacy, we know that the, the second drug and a third drug and a fourth drug that you get on as you get older just makes you more vulnerable. And so when you raise kids in the way that you're teaching them in dream wellness, the way we teach them in the 100 year lifestyle, we're helping them live not just active and healthy for today, but literally for 100 years and beyond because they're making choices that are different because it's become a part of their family culture. And you raise kids that are not afraid, so they can't be manipulated by things like what's going on in the world. That's right. Absolutely. hundred percent. And, you know, I know that you have this in your family. You have adult kids now. And, you know, my son Zion, he was never afraid of it. What, like he kind of like laugh when he'd see all this mask stuff and the people fearful and stuff. And he's a compliant kid. He'll do whatever he's told to do, you know. Um, so he's good about that. But he never feared it. And in fact, and I'm sure this will probably come up somewhere in our interview. But, um, you know, the day that my book launched, I had found that I had COVID. So it was a really crazy thing. And then, and, and five days later, my wife tested positive and we did the home test and stuff. So anyone that's listening, we're not on anyone's radar. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then my son tested positive two days later and he had no symptoms at all. Um, and he was like happy that he got it because he's like, no, nope, now we don't have to worry about everyone being afraid every time I have a cough or something like that, that I'm going to give them something so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and the kids with the mask and all of that, I mean, it's, uh, I interviewed Del Big Trade recently and we were talking about how with, there's a 99.999% recovery rate or 
I mean, it's just crazy. It's like you have more chance of being struck by lightning twice. I'm exaggerating just a little <laughs> bit than a kid actually getting COVID and we are and dying from and, it and right. dying from it. And we are teaching our kids to be afraid of each other, to play, afraid to play in the dirt, afraid of each other, afraid of their parents, afraid of their teachers, afraid of the desk, afraid of a pen, yeah. afraid of all of these things that they have no business being afraid of. And so I, why I think this is so important, what you're doing and getting on a platform like this and your own platform with Dream Wellness to, to teach parents how to raise healthy drug-free kids. We do it too with 100-year lifestyle. We need everybody doing it. Uh, talk to us about the five keys to raising kids for a lifetime of physical and mental health. Yeah, so DREAM, not, not only is it an aspirational word, but it actually is an acronym for those five keys, namely diet, relaxation, exercise, being an adjustment, and mental wellness. So diet, we define as everything that goes into the body from the outside world. It's everything you eat, drink, taste, touch, smell, feel, hear. All the movies you watch, all the people you spend time with is just as much part of the diet as the food you consume. So listening to people saying, hey, you have to fear this disease. You got to do this. That's, that's bad for your diet. That's malnutrition. So you can eat all the right food, but if you're putting junk into your eyes and your ears, right, and watching terrible TV shows, movies, the news, and all that other stuff, that's not good for your diet. So we always want to make sure that our diet is very nutritional, both physically, you know, what you're consuming through your mouth, but also through your other senses. Uh, relaxation is giving your body a chance to call time out, to reset, repair, regenerate, rejuvenate yourself. Refer to as a state of refreshing tranquility, where you're really just resetting, repairing, and regenerating, rejuvenating yourself for the next activity, you know, sharpening your axe. Very mm -hmm. important to do that. Um, e is for exercise. That's any activity that requires physical or mental exertion. Uh, so we all know that working out in the gym or going for a good walk, that's good activity, but also mental exercise are important. Doing crossword puzzles, uh, setting goals and reading them, anything that stimulates the mind and keeps you sharp. And we do this for children too. You know, uh, my kid loves doing cosmic yoga. It's the coolest <laughs> thing. He's like dancing around like a little Ooh, it looks so funny, but he should be sitting on a couch playing oh video my gosh. games. He gets up at like seven o'clock in the morning and he's like, I want to do cosmic yoga. And, you know, he wants me to join him. Sometimes I'll join him. Sometimes I'll just video him. It's the funniest thing. And he's, he's like bouncing around. He's getting his heart rate up and everything. It's so awesome. While these other kids, exactly. They're watching their Sunday or Saturday morning. Yeah, they're practice. exercising their thumbs. They're exercising their thumbs and that's it. Um, so that's exercise. I'm going to skip A for a second and go to M for mental wellness. That's connecting your inner purpose and passion to your outer goals and tasks in all phases of life. Being right with your self-esteem, self-worth, self-values, and so on and so forth. It's it's the process of creating a life where you're building mental health. So this way, the wellness is the lifestyle part of it. And so um, when, when you're dealing with, uh, you know, really practicing mental wellness, you're making sure that you're taking the steps necessary to be able to have that armor on when you're out and about and uh, making sure that when you stub your toe or if you get a bad test score or you get into a fight with someone, you know, it doesn't disrupt your entire day that you have that armor on. And instead of waking up in the morning, being like, oh God, it's morning. Like, oh God, it's morning. So mental wellness is a process of creating that life. And then A is for being in adjustments. That's being in balance mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and having optimal brain-body communication for the nervous system. So what's really important, a lot of people don't realize is that we live our lives with our nervous system, right? Every organ, every muscle, every gland, every tissue, every cell in the body knows exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it because the brain tells itself. Right. So as chiropractors, we know this, right? We want to address the subluxation. If someone endures a chemical, physical, or emotional stress that they can adapt to, they will go out of adjustment or subluxate, right? So as a chiropractor, we do what we can to get them back into adjustment. But there are a lot of things that you can do in your life to stay in adjustment. And some, many of those things fall under the DREA, the DREM. 
So when you live the dream lifestyle, you're more than likely able to adapt to those chemical, physical, and emotional stressors of everyday life. So chemical stressors could be, you know, foods that we eat that might have an allergy to, drugs that we take, pushed or prescribed, uh, pollution that we breathe in, any number of chemical stresses we endure regularly. And it's physical stresses. That could be not exercising properly or exercising at all, uh, car accident, falls, being on your tablet or your, you know, device all the time, head down. I see kids with this all the time. Yeah. Lots of physical yeah. stressors now. And then there's the emotional stressors. You know, there's the isolation. There's family stress. There's relationship stress. There's financial stress. There's work and school stresses, tests, and everything else. So anyone that doesn't endure a, they, they're not able to adapt to or neutralize a chemical, physical, or emotional stressor is likely to go out of adjustment. So the purpose of the dream lifestyle is to help keep you in adjustment and enabling you to adapt or avoid those stressors in everyday life. Love it, man. Love it. I mean, that's why totally parallel paths, great synergy, great message, different perspective, different acronyms. But listen, here's the thing, parents, everywhere, people everywhere, you find you get committed to this lifestyle, whether it's living your dream, hundred, if you live this dream, you're going to live your hundred year lifestyle. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, right. that's literally that's a part is. of it. So whatever you need to get to, to make those choices, to move forward, we want you taking your life, your quality of life to the next level and sustaining it for a hundred years and beyond, not just raising your kids that way, but literally 80, 90, hundred years and beyond. So you have a dream score. Yeah. Talk about if people want to take the dream score, where could they go to take the dream? Yeah. Score? If you just go to dreamwellness.com, you'll see it right there. Um, it's about 85 questions survey. It's not one of those Facebook surveys where it asks three questions in one spin. I'll tell you what kind of animal or superhero you are. <laughs> this is for the parents that really want to know. They want an indicator of where they currently are in the wellness walk and see how healthy they really are. And it also serves as a predictor for their children's health. So it's a bunch of, it's 85 questions or so. You'll get a full report. And if you do end up getting the book, it'll walk you through the book. So this way you can get through a 450 page book in under an hour, which I know is what parents want because it's gotta be done fast. Right. Right. They want results now. Cool. Well, uh, I'm proud of you, man. I'm really uh, honored to serve with you. You're making a difference. Uh, I love seeing your family grow. Mine are grown. My kids are grown. Uh, and uh, the world needs our strong voices right now more than ever. So keep up the good work. Keep Amen. fighting the good fight. We got a long way to go, man. Yes, it's we good do. We got a hundred years, man, because <laughs> we have to win uh, for the sake of all of you and your families and your loved ones. So uh, until next time, enjoy a sensational century. Live your life at 100% for 100 years. Live your dream uh, and enjoy a sensational century. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter crippled, broke, and alone. So please share the 100-Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle. Live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century. Dr. Plasker, signing off.